Shalom, friends, and welcome back for another fantastic fanboying, shit-talking, and unexpectedly horny episode of the Zaku Taku Podcast. I am Thirsty AF for Anime Base, Jose, and I'm joined as always by the innovator and creator, Mark, and Moneybags for Gunpla Garcil. Today, we are going to be chatting it up on the first half of the Mobile Suit Gundam 00 series' second season, which consists of episodes 1 through 12. Uh, at least that's what we did. Uh, but, I mean, if you really, like, want to be anal about it and, like, count them just like we did with the other series, this would technically be, like, episode 26 to 37, I think? Correct. Yeah. Math. <clears throat> anyway, you know... The world of Double O arises from its previous world of Ash to even more Ash and destruction. Uh, I mean, at least that's kind of what, what I get or, you know, what you get it or what you get in general when you look at it, you know, from a surface level of, of things. So with war and conflict becoming as straightforward as it is, like in Metal Gear Solid 4, what exactly could our splintered celestial being, that's what I call Sumeragi, do to change this wretched world that Lyle Delandi died cursing? What will they choose to follow when Eolia Schemberg's plan becomes nothing but reduced to nothing but a, well, I could say toilet paper or, you know, I'll be nicer and just call it like a restaurant kids menu coloring book. And yeah, that sounds nicer. Yeah. Time skips in anime typically buff our characters, but did they do so here? Let's start, uh, you know, our GN drives and start spewing our analytical and fun oral verbiage and see what we can, you know, come up with this bunch of episodes. So, if you will do the honors as always, dinero por gunpla garcil. You know, I do get why I'm the gunpla guy, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's start this off with the usual opening and endings. How are you guys feeling? <sighs> again god like overworld can't go bad with that not only can you not go bad with it but you can not go bad with it i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> uh, so oh what's the song name mark oh my god it's some i think it's only in japanese yeah yeah but it's by overworld so yeah again can't go bad uh songs of bop as always Do you the uh I I do want to talk a bit about the uh, the opening sequence, the animation. Uh, I like it. I like that it gears us up for like every little event that's going to happen. I do feel we linger a bit on the past. I, I don't get why Christina and Lichty are shown. That's my that's my only gripe. But hey, Lock on is shown. Huh? Lock on. Uh, yeah, but Lock on has a reason. Neil Delandy is shown. Huh? Lock on. Old Lock on is shown. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, he. There's a main reason for it since everybody keeps talking about Lock on. Mm -hmm. But and they said they say I wish Christina and Lichty were still here. Oh jeez, <laughs> yeah. What that, that one time Laze says, it, and then the other time Felt says it for one, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> you got to bring them up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's already doing more than what a lot of the old series used to do. They just forget about them. Exactly. <laughs> I, whatever. Ending. Hey, first wait, time I. Hang it. on. Wait. 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 What? We all agreed at the banger. Is, is, is there anything more we have to say? All right. Well, I need a fanboy because I have things to say and I, I want to express myself appropriately. So you know what? <clears throat> 
Just let me go in my spiel real quick, man. All right. Anyway, so the intro to season two is just absolutely godlike. It's one of the best intros in the Gundam franchise, period. Uh, you can suck my shaft if you think otherwise. Um, it's just an absolute banger, as Garcil said, and it has some great musical variation to it that's just pure badassery. It's just fun. It's fast. It's epic. The guitar in it is absolutely freaking beastly, like with those sick licks and sexy melodic riffs. Just great transitional phrasing in the music. The drums are banging. They're nothing too hardcore, but, you know, it still kind of gets you going and holds it down for the rest of the ensemble of music. And, you know, just holding it, uh, keeping it epic. And it's just an extremely colorful song that I uh, very much so adore. Uh, again, the guitar work is just... Um, the absolute best of pretty much any opening in Gundam to this point. Uh, the only other one that I consider even close in any way is Turnay's opening, but that one's a different type of work, more bluesy, uh, kind of grassroots type of stuff. This is just like straight rock hype vibe type of stuff. Apples and oranges, but it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And I just definitely enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's sick. It's sick, dude. It's sick. I never skipped it and I will never skip it. And it's just definitely, I'm going to just say it right here, right now. It's like, it's definitely up to this point, my very favorite opening in Gundam, period. Thanks for the party break. <laughs> Surprisingly, I think it was actually made for this show specifically, which is cool. Um, it's also called Fleeting and Everlasting Sorrow, which is contrary to how it sounds. Very, it's a very. <laughs> yeah, you think of like Japanese. Naruto music. <laughs> was it? Isn't it like Remember? That's like sounds so high, uh, hype, so happy. And the lyrics are all like sad. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, sign is sad, <laughs> regardless. Well, yeah, I think this uh, the song's really good. Um, we only get one more episode with it, so makes me so sad. You just ruined my day. Actually, never well, mind. I remember that one. So yeah. Oh, Jose, then we get the the other opening with the uh, your visual preference. The naked women. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or what about the ending? Prototype by Chiaki Ishikawa. Mid. Oh my god. Well, they... He probably didn't even listen to it. Probably. The only re the only reason I listened to it is because I noticed that one time I let it play for too long, and I noticed that um there was a like a bit at the end of every episode that wasn't in the beginning of the next episode, but was totally unique to that episode. So I was no, some of them were some of them were replayed, but some of them yeah. were only like half replayed. Some of them weren't replayed at all. And I just watched them all because I noticed that they were there and I was like, oh, I never knew noticed this before because I never watched past the ending. All right. I didn't bring that up earlier. All right, you fuck. I heard Later. that. You said that I didn't hear it or it probably didn't even listen to it. That is absolutely not true. I'm sorry. I just kind of phased out right now because I was helping uh, somebody with something. But anyway, no, yeah, the intro is definitely beautiful. You know, in terms of the song and the visuals as well, I think the somber piano that starts as uh, an actual episode is ending is very haunting, very lovely at the same time. The vocals are well done. And even though the hype, you know, there's a certain level of hype to it, you know, in terms of the loudness and, and the volume with that song, it's still kind of calming and uh, interesting. It's interesting how it uh, works, like with how the episodes kind of end. Like, it, I feel like it lends itself well to like those moments in which it starts kind of queuing up because it doesn't undermine what's actually happening in the episode, which is the problem that I had with the last outro. Like it, it would just completely throw off the tone of what was happening in the show 
And then it, it just start with this weird updity kind of sounding song or I don't know, it sounded too positive for certain moments and it just kind of ruined the tone in my opinion. So this one definitely doesn't do that. Um, and it just kind of blends in very well and it's an appropriate ending all around. It's fantastic and I love it. Visuals. So speaking of, of visuals, I really like it how it shows every character in like sad shows them in that area where it's like they harbor the most regret in and then (laughs) as the song continues they start walking away from it they get into their pilot jackets and then they reach talmayos look up into the sky and they see a break in the storm it is very what's the word inspiring i i could take or leave this on honestly heresy I do like it more than the other two endings. Well, Good. the first ending. Yeah, those two were sucked. Oh yeah, uh, that those two uh, last um the two last endings that we had to me that was just like that was like SpongeBob rubbing two pickles together and just kind of listening to just going. Ee! I was like, mm, that's not doing it for me. Just sorry. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so. Ah, so what happened in the last part? Hey, the world governments have all unified into one. World peace has been achieved, but not really. Conflict is still everywhere. And hey, now we have an autonomous unit that is stopping all of these resistance fighters called the A-Laws. Well, sorry. I was getting to that. <laughs> no, but yeah. I want to bring up the Titans. I want to bring up the, the Titans. I already called them the Titans. The mm-hmm. A-Laws, because they are the Titans. And uh, I actually wanted to ask you guys if you think they are better or worse than the Titans. Not in the, like, are they, like, a better villain or stuff like that. I mean, do you think that they're how they do things is worse or better than what the Titans did? Are they as dickish? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, Saji had a co-worker that was suspected of being with Catheron, who is the resistance team this time around. And they take him in without looking him up at all and putting him into hard labor. And later on, fucking massacring the entire place. What the fuck? Yeah. Trick made. Yeah. I, I was just surprised that the... The comparisons between the Titans and the A-Laws, because now watch having watched Zeta, it's like they're speed running through Gundam and then now um I, I actually I would say double O part one differs heavily from the original Gundam. Um double yeah. O season two though, you get those Zeta vibes because <clears throat> they have the, the specifically because of the A-Laws and having like ribbons is like um what's his name? Captain Shiraco. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of using the ti- uh the a-laws for his own ambitions and the a-laws yeah they're just like an elite team they even do the bright noah thing where like the random lower lower level guy slaps um yeah smirnoff in the face which is literally what happens to bright noah exactly so it's it's hard to not compare them um especially when they they even have the colony laser which mm. oh my god yeah which the yeah, I, had. I just came off of watching that yeah so it's just like <laughs> this is that's what they're trying to to give you those those kind of feels but uh, i think they it are, works <clears throat> yeah they're basically making them out to be the shit ass assholes and i mean even like what louise is the only one there that's really like likable maybe uh, sergey's son. what about guile? guile yeah the dude with the freaking the brush head. yeah <laughs> You had the wife who yeah. also died. Uh-huh. Oh my I guess just came off of that. <laughs> Glad you caught that mark. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty identical. I don't I what was I gonna say here? Um I think that the A Laws do um they're a bit better than the 
Titans when it, in regards to like how how much of a presence they seem to have on the battlefield at first at least because when we first meet our crew again like they're they're curb stomping the gunships <laughs> because now they all have the GN drives mm-hmm. and which you know are able to overpower them a little bit which makes them threatening this time around so I think that that was a good idea to to have them there. But I mean, yeah, that's what kind of what I got from the the A laws vibe, dude. Since he said that, uh, freaking ribbons all sharp is kind of like pa- like Paptimus. You're kind of right. I didn't even realize that. And he even has like this very sensual to speak. Like like the way he speaks is just like he's just like oh, you know. I just want you to join me. And Wong Lume is what's her name? Reckle. Yeah. Reckle. Yeah. No. She gets slapped by Cactus. <laughs> Or not kicked. Yeah. Ribbons. Yeah. Ribbon shrug. Motherfucker. How dare he do that? The freaking Wang Lu Bei. No, dude, Ribbons had all the right. Fuck Wang Lu Bei. I said that in the last episode. Fuck Ribbons. His name is stupid. Alter boy looking bitch. Oh, you want to get into stupid? We'll get into the animator names in a second. (laughs) Dude, they're so bad. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, hold up. So we brought up Wang Lumei. How do you guys feel about uh, her playing both sides right now? Very turned on. <laughs> she knows what she wants. I like it. You saw that at the end of season one. <laughs> That's why I was saying fuck Wang Lumei at the end of yes, sir. last episode. <laughs> Jose, how do you feel? Like I said, very turned on. I think Wang Lumei is a, a fantastic gorgeous looking bay you know she really grew into her own her ideas are interesting and i can see that uh you know i can see what she means it's definitely more morally questionable for sure but you know um i can't say she's exactly wrong in the certain things that she uh, is trying to accomplish in herself you know living living in the real world you know it kind of backs up her claims it's just like it's it's only she says it's only when uh it's only when the battles are over that true reform for the world will be found and uh, i mean i think that's kind of true to be honest so like I said, morally questionable for sure, but I appreciate that she's a character with her own ideas in terms of that. And, uh, you know, even has a, you know, even is kind of a medium and willing to go with whoever to pretty much just kind of see what she wants to see happen. You know, I don't know. She's looking fine, though. I love Wong Lubei. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, shall, I shall not elaborate. with <laughs> Garcilla. I don't understand. Like, I don't think that they set her up enough in part one to be the you know two faced character that she's becoming in this part. And I think not having watched the series in a long time has played um, has been a good thing because I don't remember what happens. So, <laughs> uh, so just having her be the character that comes in and. Is like oh now I'm on the, now I'm on the enemy side. I was playing you all along. It's just kind of it's kind of weird. I mean, it, there was no there was no indication of that until the last episode of uh, season one. So technically, she did go to the Trinities and give them information. That was yeah, pretty you, much the first time she did something slightly treacherous. Yeah, but and then afterwards, kinda, I thought she was setting him up. Uh, I didn't think so. I I thought I got the no. message personally. I took it as she is willing to dabble with whoever to see s- certain things happen. Like, I didn't think that she was entirely on celestial beings, you know, outside. I didn't think that she was exclusive, you know. I thought that she was kind of just, you know, riding pretty much the middle and 
would dip into whatever well, side would suit her 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 needs best in the given moment. At least that's what I thought. I think she does she does just want the world to change, whether for the better or for the worse, I don't know. But she just wants it to change. So yeah, siding with whoever can probably bring about the best outcome she'll probably do that but yeah i mean not even like the best per se just like an outcome in general like who can provide change (laughs) like you said whether it's good or whether it's bad a change is a change and that's i think that's from what i see that she really cares about like whether it's good or bad she she's alejandro corner but a female alejandro corner was just he is no they have the same role no no yeah they're both no. observers. They're, well, both observers. they're both observers, but like she's she comes off more as a well, literal observer never... and Alejandro just wanted he wanted to take control of everything. That was like at the end. His role was an observer and they was like, Yeah, this is what my family wanna do, I'm gonna fuck him up. Wang Lume seems to be more of a what's the word? Investor, benefactor. Yeah. But so let's get into these innovators. Wait, hang on. Before we move away completely Wait. from the the allies, before I say it, I gotta say that um that colonel or that that outlaw dude that's like he's he's got the curly blonde <laughs> hair. Like why why is he there? I don't even know his name. He's he's fucking ugly. He just like he unsettles me every time that he's on screen. He's just like a fat hog. Which one? I, oh, dude, I'm, so glad. I'm so glad. He, what this was something about his face dude i'm just saying yeah he's a it looked, bad hog no no it's not that it feels <laughs> like it feels like his face is a different art style than the rest like uh what's his name oh my god bad hog jacob or bruno one of those two oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it just it just feels like he's in a not even different animation style just different look oh, that's nitpicking uh innovators hey i want to get into aoa shumper's plan real quick though so as stated by what's his name regena regetta oh <laughs> innovator God. names the plan for of Aeolia Shenberg was for Celestial Being to unite all the world's governments to forming the allies that which will then take mankind's what was it willpower and take them up to, to space. then go to space god damn it ernie <laughs> They want to go to the moon. So this is all. So there, there are no colonies in the series, are there? There are like satellite malls and stuff like that. But is there like any inhabitants? Well, I mean, there's the one place that uh, that Alleluia attacked. That was a colony, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was more like a orbital elevator station area. Mm -hmm. She. I'm just surprised with no colonies. That I know. Please correct us if if there is. I won't read it, but they will tell me, and then I'll forget about it. <laughs> Not like you post anything, anyways. I'll get to it. I was thinking about that earlier. It makes me sad. <laughs> I was talking about. All right, what do you guys think about this plan? Do you think it is the actual plan, or do you think it's just Regina Regina being, you know, all sneaky like? Uh, first off, I think that if your name is Regina Regina then you should automatically be dismissed in everything that you say because your name is stupid. Um, That's not even the dumbest name. Yeah, dude, this this is, uh, speaking of dumb names throughout Gundam history, uh, I, I think that... That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> the series has the most of them. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Ginger I Hambo. just think it's not, a, it's not even his <laughs> real name, but still. Um, it is to me. Agrippa Maintainer. <laughs> Uh, maintain a Agrippa oh, no. on my. Oh, anyway. Now that sounds like an innovator name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think that. Th- actually, you know what? They just like to say everything that they want anyway, and they're she's basically a villain. So yeah, I'm gonna say that that's their real plan. <laughs> I don't remember. 
Well, I mean, even Regina Regetta seems like, why do I keep saying her full name? Because you're- His full name, my bad. You caught that, that Setsuna freaking thing, where he just says everybody's full name all the time. I'm gonna do that out of spite The now. only person- He's gonna keep doing- The only person he does not say the full name to all the time is Marina. Does he? Yeah, there's- I there's, always- Off topic! So wait, wait what uh, do Mark think? Is, or is that is that their plan? No, I'm still bringing something Mark's else to your. They're still adding to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were gonna switch topics. So, Regina Regina seems like he's also against ribbons, or is just like trying to push him in some direction. So maybe it is the plan. Maybe it's slightly altered. I don't know. But hey, we'll find out next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This plan, I don't know. Their plans uh, seem to not be coinciding with what's going on as they didn't even know about the, the twin drive system, so they don't know everything. Or the Trans Am. Or the Trans Am, yeah. So I just think Ribbons is making crap up yeah. at this point. Yeah. But only he can fully achieve Aeolia Schemberg's plan. Oh, dude. I can't say the freaking name Ribbons. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, I'm old. Frick- Revive Revival has got to be the dumbest uh, thing for me. God. Ribbons. The way that you, you said that about Ribbons, Mark, you're starting to make him sound like Joseph Smith. Like, oh, only only I can see <laughs> the word of God. And it's like, uh, bruh. I came to the land of the innovators. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Um, I went to the seventh level of Veda. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> no yeah that's uh that's dumb and yeah you guys have a point on all that stuff uh regina regina whatever regina regina um that's how my autocorrect has been (laughs) regina george um that is that's gender bentieria, right? It's a guy. Wait, what? It's a guy. It, it's a guy? Yeah. But it's the one that looks like Tiaria? That's yeah. a guy? Yeah. Totally sound like a chick. He's referred to as a he by Rubens <laughs> and by the other innovator. Oh, wow. I that totally also... did not catch that. My bad. My bad. You're just assuming something. No. His <laughs> <laughs> name is Brinkstability. <laughs> Brinkstability. Brinkstability. Oh, okay. oh, my gosh. Okay. May- maybe there are dumber names than Revive Revival. About a new yeah, that's, uh, in my opinion, that's the worst one. <laughs> no, I... Uh, no, don't say that you like that. Uh, I'm gonna... I know, I don't, I'm gonna I don't fucking like destroy it. her I, next I think that episode. Spoilers. Spoilers. If it's going, if this continues the same way, yeah, spoilers. I'm gonna have some shit to talk next episode. A lot of shit to talk. Oh god, we're gonna have like five rants, aren't Actually, we? Actually, at least three. Yeah. Anyway, that's for next episode. Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> innovator. Well, technically, innovator names, but we should at least bring up what innovators are. They're new, new types. New types. Yep. Yeah. Like, are they though? They are this variant yeah. new types, basically. Are they? Though? Yeah, the super soldiers with a cyber I mean, they're not, new types. They're not. They're not naturally born. Well, I think these ones are the cyber. Are they though? Pr- pretty much, because yeah. they are technically test tube babies. Basically, they are test tube babies, so they are innovators. However, the super soldiers do also have the same quantum brainwaves that they do, thus technically making them the cyber new types. Okay, so in like in in seed context, they would be the oh my gosh, what are they called in seed again? The X seeds. No, what in Gundam seed? Is that what they're called? The, yeah, weren't they called X seeds? X seed. Well, you talking new types or cyber new, new types? types? Oh, the coordinators. coordinators. Yeah, so they'd be like that, right? I guess yeah. They're test two babies, right? So yeah, just like here, ah. the ultimate coordinator. Yes. Yeah, you hear that, Kenny? 
the ultimate. I've, I've not gotten my apology, yeah. and it's been almost Don't a worry, year. Garcil. He'll hold that L forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. What else is there to say other than they're just like a cult, honestly. They like freaking surround ribbons, and they join in his orgies, uh, and they try to please him, and I don't know. Like, why do they worship ribbons all shot so much? Because he lies to them, because he has the seer stone, and because he tells them that he knows everything that's gonna happen, and then he gets he gets freaking bluffed out. He gets sharded on by Setsuna and by Celestial Being, like, over and over again by Iolia Schemberg. Like, this guy's getting trolled by a guy that's been dead, like, by 200 years plus like what a cock freaking ribbons all shark trash freaking mr roger sounding all right so one of the things one of the reasons we're not jumping straight into innovator talk is they they haven't done much they pretty much just stood around and talked aside from what's it what's the red hair's name again Uh, brings stability (laughs) brings stability and revive revival have gone into combat in these last batch of episodes that we watched to overwhelming force really to then getting sharded on by the double o riser which is epic but as far as we know about innovators that they're basically new types they are the best type of pilots and they get sharded on by the double o riser Oh, the double o riser yeah, we'll get to that mark <laughs> damn freaking mark's already busting nuts <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we move on to the meisters don't call them that. About gram Mater. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about my lack of seeing Grammaker. It's a very good oh thing because he's trash. Getting he's a he's a show this season. Getting some fucking tight ass stick up his ass. Dude, what is wrong with Grammy? He, has, he got brain damage where, from that fight. Where is my sentip- sentimental Virgo? Can we say that this time? He's like, at least, uh, luckily, I'm a Virgo. Yeah. And then he goes out. <laughs> he, gets a new, he gets a dumb looking mask. <laughs> Why did he call him Mr. Bushido? <laughs> I would assume. The only Mr. Bushido to me is Roro no Azuru from One Piece. And, uh. They're gonna go for Bushido Brown. Yeah, exactly. You knew, you knew I was going there. Is Bushido Brown, the greatest karate man to ever live in the boondocks. But yeah, this guy is not Mr. Bushido. Even though, sorry, Roro no Azuru is more of a Ronin. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no, this guy's not. This guy's not Mr. Bushido. He's Mr. Trashido. He's Mr. Sharts. He's not though. He's like freaking. He's no, but he's just dumb, he dude. He's just dumb. I don't care. Well, he doesn't. He does not. He beat a twin drive system. You can't have to. You have Fine. to put respect. I will name. then because he does that. But you know what? I'm gonna make a meme of him. Yo. I already have a meme. Mark, you need to you or Garcil need to cut out uh, a picture (laughs) picture of Graham Cracker with the Veto. Oh, you just need to I need the image because I'm gonna crop it onto SpongeBob's face where he's like, nah, I don't really feel like it. Why don't you ask me later? That's literally what he freaking said when they asked him, was like, can you go out and fight and fuck these bitches up? He's like, eh. I don't really feel like it. I'm gonna sit this one out. He said that. Well, they're doing horrible. He doing has horrible- a license. Oh yeah, they're doing horrible things though. So it's kind of like he's. Stop. But uh, he doesn't really care either. He's just like, nah. I just want to fight. Uh, yeah. Sets in a. 
Like I don't care about anything else. But where does the obsession he's, with fighting? So now he's become Wu Fei. As far as he lost, because he he's, was like a god before he, the. He's Wu Fei now. Technically, he did beat. You could argue he did beat Setsuna at the end. Nah. Yeah, but uh, that was after Setsuna had already like exhausted yeah, all power. That's like he didn't no, really yeah, win. Dude. Like he just. But what I'm also saying is that the Gunlivs were gone for four years. No, I agree with Mark. Why? Why is he acting like this? Why does he, he didn't win fight? against Setsuna? Because he knew he knew Setsuna didn't die. Is that where his sentimental Virgo powers come from? Come in. No, he just knew. He was like Edge coming in with money in the bank while John Cena just defeated six other people in the elimination probably, chamber. It's like, damn. He probably knew that if he didn't die, then Cessna didn't die. Yeah. But who should, you know, should have died? Freaking Patrick Cole. should have died. We'll talk about that later. Wow, why do I feel <laughs> I'm going to start having to defend Patrick Cole? What, what is so there funny. to defend? What is there to be Everything. Died. He cared back he to life. He back to life. He's annoying as shit. He's always freaking I'm Patrick Cola Sour. And he's freaking he's just a turd dangling on Colonel Colonel like Kati the hottie Monikan's freaking butt. Yeah, see Jose, that's where that's where it stands from. Jose's mad because Patrick Cola Sour has the nuts to to, to shoot a shot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I'm seeing from Patrick Olsar is that he is he is putting the Gundams in a bad position to, for other people to be able to shoot them down, but they always get lucky and get saved in some way. Like we see, uh, he has Lyle being able to uh, about to get shot by two other people, but then Setsuna comes in and double overrides the Trans Am and just fucks everything up. Mm-hmm. He manages to survive because he just manages to survive. He just disappears, it. dude. He disappears as fast as Uso's dad did, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then he struggles to get back. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Mr. Bushido, back to him. I, he didn't. He hasn't really done much because he doesn't care. And I think <laughs> I think it's just it's such a, sh- a shift from the character that they had already built with Graham Aker that it's really jarring to have him fully change into a new character. It's just it's weird because he was so he was so likable in the first season, at least for me. And then having this character come in where he just like, I don't know what's there, there's no backstory on why he's like he is, except for like, it, like we interpreted, he he's just salty that, that he, he yeah, yeah, or not even salty, pro- probably draw. I'm trying to defend it as much as I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has an ugly Gundam with a ponytail though, or mobile suit. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, he kind of, I thought you loved that red. one. It's red and I, I don't, what you, I thought you liked this Susano. Yeah, I like that one. Susano which one cool. is he on right now? Is it like a flag? Uh, no, it's one of the jinx. Which is also weird. Uh, I guess I guess him wanting to fly a flag was just to beat the Gundams, and since kind of Drew, uh, he's now piloting a new the type. Fuck? So he's not even a man of his word. This guy's a bitch, dude. Freaking Mister Bushido. He just completely threw Graham Cracker out the window. No, he did beat him. He did. He did beat him though. He he said, "I'll fi- I'll beat a Gundam with a flag," and he did do that. Uh... <sighs> So he achieved his You mission. can also argue that he did beat what's his face? Noah's Gundam. Noah. Who? Um, that's not Noah. What's, what was the name? Oh, Johan. Johan. Johan, yeah. Fair. That's fair. All right. I. <sighs> I uh, withdraw my statement. Honor, proceed. Where, okay, I don't understand why he's appropriating Japanese culture when clearly Graham Acres is a European white man. <laughs> okay, technically, at the, even before we started the series, 
it is the United States, a Japan, and some other country. I don't Graham Aker is not Japanese. No, but he might have Japanese lineage at this point. There is because no way. Now no. everything is connected at that point. So there no. is that possibility. That's there is bullshit. no way. That's like me trying to say, I don't, I don't know. Um, part, I'm part this because, you know, uh, we all came from fucking pangea and we were all together at one point so i don't know it just doesn't work no i'm just saying he might have some descendant that came nationality from united states he's american his name is graham aker which doesn't really mean anything but union. his name is graham aker union it says Maybe union great, united great, states great, of great 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 grandma from japan his name's graham aker and if it was a great 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 grandma he wouldn't be sharing the last name Check me, liberal. Oh my god. <laughs> You're wrong, and he's white. That's all I'm saying. Plus ratio. Plus You're you fell wrong. off. You're wrong. Yes. Plus ratio. Get out of here. <laughs> I have not been disproven. Let's talk about the mic. Story. Don't call them that. <laughs> so, I was about to do it again, but I started What? Laughing. Oh my god. Okay. So, <laughs> Zetsuna got the band back together. So, am, am Pierre, I the, yeah, got Pierre, the band, got the band back together. Uh, yeah, he got Zetsuna. They, they just met up. They just yeah, but he knew. Up. He's like, if Zetsuna was the one to go. Calculations are correct. He'll be here. And then he was Zetsuna there. was the one that wanted to go recruit Lyle. He was the one that had the plans to the fucking figure out. Yeah, he was going around like. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funnier to say Seth. No, got it back. Well, I mean, he was together. like Nick Fury going around gathering the Avengers, and then uh, didn't he like literally dock Sumeraki like right in her face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was staying with Katagiri, and it's like he wants to go visit her. It's like Sumeraki Lee Noriega. Why'd you Why'd you say my code name? So you had nowhere else to run. <laughs> Cocked. Dude, Billy was he, railing her. He wasn't, dude. He's like, no, he wasn't. no. Confirmed. No, no, no. No, I'm, he wasn't. Here's the thing. I fully agree with Jose because Billy is not exactly. that type of person that would do anything. Exactly. Drunk She's drinking the whole time, dude. If, if things were happening, he wouldn't have said, oh, I would I would be picking up after you all the time. No, use those words all the time. That, that means she's just been drinking the whole time and she's just been babysitting her at, at best. So no, Billy is definitely not railing. He's, you just don't it's just a fact, dude. It's in his... It's four years. It's, it's four it's, years. Isn't it two? Not in any of four, years? four years. Okay, I don't remember. No. But anyway, either way. All right, hold on. Just let me clarify real quick because they switch between four, four and five years a lot so it has been five years since the start of the series but it's been four years since the last battle of season one uh, yeah. so usually so usually when they talk about the last time they saw the gundams it is four years ago when it comes to like saji meeting setsuna it's been five years because remember every, every season is like one year series well anyways in my head canon billy was railing her well i mean it's, that's why it's called the head canon <laughs> yep. yeah in, no in it's not head canon, canon. it's so actual canon yes. <laughs> it's not <laughs> he literally literally have a flashback where he's like <laughs> he didn't well, have a oh I'll never, that I'll never, I'll never that yeah you again. and then he's like Cujo and then she's like I'm 17 then she straight tells him like uh you shouldn't be saying that cause I'm 17 bruh he's like oh shit yeah you're right I'm gonna end up in cuffs so no but now they're both of age yeah, and now she's drinking most of the time and he do he doesn't swing that way dude all right, all right we'll start off with something to say what 
he has lightened up a lot. I mean, he was already lightening up by the end of season one, but this time around, he just seems Ooh. chill. He's not as for the mission now because right now they're just trying to recover and get back to being mission ready. But hey, he looked really cool in that black suit, like space suit. What black suit again? Oh, yeah. He looked really cool with the XC repair. You know, I, I feel like I would have liked it back then. But now, for whatever reason, seeing cloth on robots is very weird. Oh. <clears throat> Mainly, I don't understand the purpose for the little cloak that it has. It's probably to hide the fact that it didn't have another arm. What does that matter at this point? Illusion. So Setsuno's right there like, damn, my Gundam's missing an arm. I need to well, hide that fact. won't GM put on particles large... seep out of the, the port in the arm? And you weren't those other... cloak is going to stop yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. Because remember what they said? They said the those stupid GNXs, they were cloaked. And they're like, oh my god, they were hiding their heat signature yeah. under the stupid cloth. So maybe he's just hiding his arm's heat signature <laughs> under the yeah. dumb cloth. Yeah, the giant green particles are not going to give it away well that's not a heat source i mean that is the heat source that he's cloaking just like the other the gnx i don't know i'm just uh, yeah, vouching for my a boy. Good idea it's like ugh. every time you bust just be like i'm about to fire some gn particles sorry random thought oh my god <laughs> we could that thought. Uh, anyway what are we talking about again i think it's some water real quick gonna be i can now he just threw me off all i envision him is now Freddy's freaking doing what he does <laughs> saying gn particle dispersal at maximum anyway okay um you're talking about setsuna no setsuna the boy how do you love him mark garcil i have right. no issue with setsuna how do you love him garcil yeah garcil is right there's absolutely no issues with setsuna setsuna is a god in all way shape and form he is the best gundam character ever he is no. he throws hero yui and who else? Here, yeah, no, Hiro Yui so you far. Not, you better not be saying that, but my boy, he made Mizuki. He freaking throws Hiro Yui into the thrusters of his GN drives and grinds him to a pulp and then blasts him out the back because he's so much better of a character. He has an identity. He has a personality. He has um, a purpose. He has friends and he actually cares about his friends, even though he's um, bottled up most of his emotions, like Hero supposedly did, Setsuna is able to slowly bring out emotions. Like you can tell when when watching that he cares for Marina Ismail. Like, drop everything. I'm gonna save her too. We get, we're getting Alleluia out of there. That's the main goal. Those two. Those are my friends. I'm I'm getting them out. He freaking goes to <clears throat> Lock On's brother. Freaking recruits him and even tells him later on his story. Like I'm if I could have prevented that. And if you wanna. Be mad at me, you can, but I'm just being straightforward with you so that you know the truth, so that it doesn't come up later awkwardly like it did with the first lock-on. And I just, I appreciate him also saving Saji for no, he didn't have to do that. He could have just freaking left him there, but he actually has a heart. He saves him. He also isn't, he understands what Saji's going through, even though Saji's a turd. And okay. he he's being nice to him. He's not like getting mad at him. Or anything like that he's playing at saji's level just trying to get him to understand what's actually the happening lawyer saji but and even freaking takes a punch from him without retaliation because he knows yeah setsuna is the boy i freaking love setsuna setsuna is still my favorite gundam character i will f vouch for him until the end of time I, I don't have anything bad to say about him i'm trying to think of something bad to say about him but i can't why does he um, keep saying everybody's Abbott. full names? So dumb. Because names are important to Setsuna. Yeah, because he remembers Saji after four years. He does. and he. I know, that's he, what I'm saying. Like That, that is 
It's almost surprising. And he says, doesn't he say, um, he doesn't call Lyle Lock-On until Lyle accepts the name Lock-On. He's like, this is Lyle Delandy. And then he's like, no, call me Lock-On. And then he, and then from that point on, he yeah, calls him well, Lock-On. Fucking <laughs> third yeah. time they talk, yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's freaking... Yeah. So- yeah, no, the first time they meet, it's like, hey, you're you're a Lyle, sup? And it's like, oh, uh, this is Lyle Delandy. Doesn't he ju- doesn't he say it's, doesn't he introduce her, introduce him to Sumeragi, and then he straight up talk, call Actually, him Actually, it's as he's point? introducing Sumeragi no, to no, him. It he's is. like, this is Lyle Delandy, and then he's just like, no, just, you know, call me Lock-On. Yeah, call me Lock-On. And then afterwards, again, they, 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 everybody sees them. And it's like, oh, hey. Lock on, you're alive. Lock on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get to Lyle after in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you got anything to say about? No, I'm not right. done. Go ahead, Mark. I don't oh, want to. Go ahead, some... Mark. I want to hear this. You got you to gotta let out your inner fanboy. Setsuna, he's also not an ace. Like, well, he kind of is, but not really. Yeah, like, he gets the fucking. Fine, I won't talk about the double. Anyways, <laughs> Setsuna's sick. I love him, and uh, he's also really cool this season because he's friends with everybody, and he has no. Friends is a very strong. Everyone rallies around him. Yeah, because he has the most broken suit. No, uh, everyone rallies around him as an individual, yeah, too. They kind of. His ideologies. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are all. They're all feeling the same way he does, but he's the only one that is truly focused on the goal while everyone else has these you know sticks and there's a there's a moment when setsuna does have that kind of issue that everyone else has where they're all trying to do like Tyria, he's trying to figure out what's what's really going on with the veda but he also has the ulterior goal of stopping more hallelujah he's trying to figure out what's going on with marie but he also has the ulterior you know and gold as same as Setsuna. Lock on, same thing. He has the same goal, but he's trying to figure out what's going on with uh, his other organization that he's working for. Setsuna is the one who's like, this is my goal. This is my only goal. There's no derivatives. Until there's a moment when he freaking finally makes the decision. And it's in like the first few episodes, but he's Marina offers him to come back to his the country with her. And he, for a split second, he remembers her voice saying like, oh, you can come back with me anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and but then he perseveres. Doesn't he say like, um, he says like, sets enough, say double O. And then th- that voice comes in and he's like, mm, do I really want to go with this? And then he's like launching anyways. He freaking got, he does it. That's the only time sets ever stumbles, but he comes back around and he's, he's still the, the freaking rock that everyone has. And uh, sets in a school. Dude, uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, I think props to Brad Swale who actually did a did a really good job with him. Like I think that this is like my favorite role that he's done like being Setsuna. Definitely for sure. It's like the only other role that I ever really thought of him as is um freaking I mean before Gundam he was pretty much just Light Yagami to me but and and Rock from Black Lagoon but his Setsuna is freaking badass. I think he was also Amuro too, but Amuro is a bitch. So um, <laughs> the, the ace time we talk about <laughs> him being Amuro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Remember, he's also catcher and wing. Yeah, he's catcher. That's and also wing. that's also. But he's not as cool. Bringing him up. Yeah, he's not as cool though as he is being Setsuna because he just sounds badass as fuck, dude. He's just he he's got this very deep, sexy man tone. It's actually kind of impressive. I never thought of him uh, of his voice like that. I kind of thought he used to sound like a bitch, but like with his portrayal of Setsuna, he sounds beastly, and uh, I I think it's cool. Like there's like a moment in which um he's like it's actually in the first episode. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, here. Um, I'll destroy you. 
I'll just have to destroy you. All of you out there who do things like this, I'll eliminate you all by myself! Got some Kira right there. Yeah, but, um... That's way better than Kira. Get out of here. Yeah, no, that's way better than Kira. He sounds like a fucking badass, dude. He sounds sick. No, like Yagami, Kira. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, because then he uh, sounds... He's... It's different because he sounds a lot more kind of, like, bitch-made and, and very arrogant. Bitch-made. In that, and don't get me wrong, like that's what he's supposed to sound like. But I mean, I'm just saying, even more props to like Setsuna's character and his portrayal of Setsuna, just because he sounds so awesome. He's just like he has this strong conviction to accomplish his goals, and I just really appreciate that. He's just fucking awesome. Um, and I was like saying, the my- Japanese is superior. It's the only true version. I did Dude, watch Mormiano though. Uh, he does. I don't know. He doesn't have the man tone. Anyway, um. Yeah, uh... I'll do Ultraman Zero like that. <laughs> I'll do what I must, Garcil. Anyway, um, you know, like Mark said, Setsuna is is actually not an ace. That's actually something that I really do appreciate about his character. Because something that I've noticed is that, like, pretty much they, like, Celestial Being always has the upper hand because they have had the superior technology, like, with the GN drives. And then once everybody gets the GN drives, it's like... They're still, like, you know, a little bit better than some people, but, I mean, they're definitely not wiping the floor with everybody all the time. And and it's definitely, like, a battle of, like, who has the superior technology. But even, like, at the beginning of the, the second batch of episodes, the season two, um, Setsuna is in this broken-ass down Exia, and he's still wiping bitches down. He's just, like... I guess I should yep. say he's an ace, but not, like... But godly, like some of the characters are. Yeah, exactly. He's not like broken. He's he's not just wailing away and and getting kills left and right. Like, um, you know, he's just it's. He seems like a believable character. He does not seem very plot armor heavy. At least it doesn't come off to me. In certain circumstances, it does. I mean, I get where somebody can make the argument that he is kind of plot armor-ish. But that's just because that's the way that the show goes. (laughs) Like, you know, they're, you know, when they get saved by the Trinities, when, uh, whatever. But here and there. My point is, like, Mark, still lost those yeah, they like those are still losses. Like, he doesn't come out smelling dandy, and you know his his psyche or his his moment. He he takes a hit, but he bounces back all the time. And I just liked how can how like he shows his conviction to move forward with a lot of things. And like Mark said, that's actually I'm very happy he brought up that moment with Marina because he did think about that for a split second and I actually really liked him. Like he felt very grounded and like he it felt like he was reaching in a way towards something that isn't just the war aspect of him. Well, it's like, something he wants. Yeah. It's exactly. something he wants, but he's rejecting it because he knows that in the end he needs to do what he needs to do. Hmm. Not not go back to what is what he truly wants, I guess. Which we kind of see later that he thinks of like Marina more of like a like a mother hmm. figure than a love interest, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's I mean, kind of like both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can see the love interest thing mostly just because of a lot of the visuals that the openings kind of provide. But then, like, they do outright straight up say, like, in a moment uh, where, uh, what's her name? The one in, I think her name is Melina or something. Melena. The the girl from Celestial Being that's new this time around, she's the daughter Christina's of Christina's replacement. Yeah, yeah Christina's replacement, the yeah. one in the yellow, um, with the pigtails, I think, brown hair. 
Um, she like straight up just asks them. Like she sees he, uh, she sees um, Setsuna and and uh, Marina, Marina like in a room, and she's just like, oh, "Quick question, are you guys lovers or what?" And then they're just both of them at the same time. They're just like, "No, like that's not the case." And then she's just like, "Oh, my female intuition was wrong." And she says the exact same thing to all the Luyans. Marie exactly <laughs> but no it's funny it, I thought that was um the first time that I watched that scene during the first time that I watched the series um I thought you know that's kind of a little bit like oh damn that sucks it's like so Setsuna is just kind of like he's not gonna you know have his his partner really but this time around, yeah. just looking at it and actually just taking the story in for what it is and, and, you know, being okay with not having to necessarily ship characters and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm like, I totally see, about? I totally see the like, um, like the relationship that he does have and that, uh, that, 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 um, that idiot chick that I don't like. Um, Marina Ishmael? Yeah, uh, Marina Ismail. I don't uh, know. I still don't understand why you hate her, but same. Uh, I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll clarify everything next time around. But, oh my God. Um, all right, just real quick. I'll just say, basically. No, no. <laughs> no, no. It's summed up in one sentence that her, that her hot old, that her old hot secretary um, with the glasses says to her and that she just tells her, you can stay here and do nothing just like you've been doing this whole time. That's it. Um, but back to Satsuna. Um, what well, can she do, though? That's the thing. Next time, Garcelle. Um, But uh, yeah, no, it's just like, gosh, what was I saying about this <laughs> fucker? <laughs> Threw me off. Satsuna doesn't have a love interest. Oh, okay. You actually realize that it was truly his Gundam the whole time. Well, it's truly his Gundam. I ship him and the and his Gundam, the double O and slash Exia. Slash Quanta. Yeah, slash Quanta. Yeah, that's the true ship. That is a uh, OTP for life. Uh, and you know, Setsuna, I just appreciate his character. He's pretty much everything that Marcus said, and I really don't have anything bad to say about him because he's he's had his fair share of faults, but at the same time, he's just so understanding. Like you can understand his character, you can feel for him, you can sympathize with him, and at the same time, he makes the appropriate amount of growth and 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 shows it during the certain points that you need to see it. That it just doesn't give me any kind of like excuse to not like him. Like we didn't have to read the manga to understand him. Exactly. Oh my god. Thank you. That's a really good statement, Mark. Good. And we didn't <laughs> have to read a manga. Sorry to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now Setsuna's goaded. He's freaking. He's hella goaded. He's definitely. I think he's with the sauce. Yeah, go. He's got the sauce. He's, he's fucking boss. <laughs> uh, so Setsuna's godlike. Come easy. less from Setsuna himself and more from the suit. However, I do feel that any of the issues that I have are probably going to be mitigated by the next episode. Okay, so yes, we we just see do we have just seen the double O riser? It, it came out like what the uh, episode prior to the last episode? Yeah, so like it being completely overpowered makes sense. It's new. Hey, nobody was expecting this. So knowing. <laughs> What else is coming? I'm pretty sure my issue is going to be mitigated by my next episode. Or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'll shit on it for uh, spite. Well, I'll go ahead and talk about the... Uh... Wait, is it just me or is Brad Swale doing like a slightly deeper voice for Setsuna right now? Yes, he is doing a deeper voice. He's older. Uh, yeah, okay. That was just me. All right, moving on. Wait, what so about mean? our newest boy? Oh, like this season what? compared to last season? Oh, yeah. real quick. I mean, right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does sound a bit deeper. Moving on to our new boy, Lyle. <laughs> so... 
Uh, I'm taking notes. And anytime Lyle is on screen, I never call him Lock on Stratos. I just call him Lyle. Uh, do you guys do the same thing? Or is it just me? Oops. Uh, personally, I call him Lock-On. Personally, I do call him Lock-On, like, whenever he's on screen. Just because it's like, I know that's his name. I know that, you know, um, <laughs> he has the same exact look. The only difference between him and his brother is that his brother's hair is slightly longer in terms of, like, their look. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I did. How do you notice something such a small little detail? De- details matter. That's how you. That's how you can tell certain things. But yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the only distinguishing feature between their character designs entirely. Um, and other than that, it's I mean, even personality. I mean, but just in terms of the design, character design. Bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, in terms of personality, there's plenty of differences between them. Uh, that's funny. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, which Lockham was like the older brother this time around. Lyle is more sarcastic. Not not. Not the cool ace that uh, Lock On was since he's new. He does his never pilot a Gundam, even though he is amazingly good at it. Lyle now has a snark. He does not like being compared to his brother, as we see with Felt, where he basically, uh, what's the word? Oh, whatever. He kisses her and then makes her angry. And then it's like, hey, don't want to be compared to my brother. Oh, where he just spooshes her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he opened her eyes, basically, uh, as he puts it. I don't know. When they were like, when he did that, I was just thinking, well, okay, no. When he first, when he first is like, do I really, he's like, do I really seem like my brother that much? Like to everybody, because everybody kept telling him, like, oh, well, lock on, you're alive. And he's like, he says that. And I was just like, kind of thinking, I was like, bro, you literally look exactly like him. And not only that, but your voice, you're both voiced by, you know, Alex Sahara. So, you know, pretty easy to mix y'all up. <laughs> But other than that, um, which one do you like more? Which one do I like more? Mm-hmm. Neil Delondi easily. <laughs> it's not because I dislike Lyle. There's actually there's certain things that I like about him. I like that he's just kind of like a water under the bridge type of guy. He's very chill. But I mean, to be honest, Neil kind of was the same way because he, like, even during that moment when Setsuna like confesses to him that he's like, is like, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm part of the faction that killed your family. Sorry, bro. He's like, wants to kill him, but then he just kind of lets it go. He's just like water under the bridge type of thing. And, you know, just lets it go. So I don't know. That it was also after his speech about like how. Uh, there'll always be someone else fighting for peace. Yeah, maybe, maybe the distinguishing difference between them will be that he, that Lyle will let things go for sure, and Neil ultimately died because he couldn't let things go. Like his his past and his need for revenge uh, ultimately cost him his life in one moment, which did not need to happen. Like he could have he could have not gone out there. He could have not fought and he could have just waited, lived to fight another day and ultimately maybe even still be alive. Um had he not done those things that he was driven so much for, you know, for revenge of the past. So maybe Lyle will be different in in that aspect. Um but so yeah, uh you know, there's if I want to put it in a certain way, these are what I would say that Neil and, and Lyle are different. You know, Neil was a lot more of a tender, loving care type of guy, whereas like Lyle is a lot more brash, straightforward 
type of dude that it's just kind of like he's like if you're down to pound then let's go around you know go around in my room right now he's that type of player you know he he doesn't fumble around he just uh, wants to get to it. i mean that's just I, what i'm saying he wants because he tries to like kind of get that you were across, talking about like with uh I, with felt i mean that thing with felt was just that he was trying to no, no i mean it so that he's trying he, he was trying to get felt closure yeah yeah but i mean uh that doesn't really as far as we've seen he's not gonna say that to any oh he <laughs> says that to a new yeah <laughs> yeah exactly now you just realized it there we go that is why i'm saying i mean it wasn't also just straight up hey let's go to my room it's like oh now i'll be able to talk he straightforwardly hits on her he's just like oh that sucks i wanted to get to know you more he's just like oh no oh like yeah so you know he is definitely a flirtatious flirtatious type of man straightforwardly if the mood suits him He's just a lot more straightforward with that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Um, yeah, no, him just not being able to stand being compared to Neil is kind of funny to me. You know, we all knew, we all know that Neil was the truth, but Lyle has a lot of potential. I think he has potential that uh, I honestly feel like I don't remember him appropriately capitalizing on from what I remember from my first watch through. But we'll see if I feel any differently this time. At the moment, I can't say that I do. Um, Lyle has his moments, like, you know, when he's when when Setsuno was basically testing him and telling him that he was part of the militia group that killed his family, you know, he just has like a brief moment of anger, very similarly to Lock On, but he just kind of shrugs it off and puts it in the past. And, you know, he does say something that's kind of neat. He's just like, you know, he's like, it's true, we can't change the past, but we can still fight for the future. I was like, that sounds kind of cliche, but you know what? That's. It's pretty true. It's something that kind of everybody needs to hear right now, you know, amongst your peers. So I, I'm, I can ride with this. But, um, you know, there's not necessarily too much going on with Lyle right now at the moment, in my opinion. At least I didn't think so. So I can't say too much um, yet, but I definitely will next time. What do you think, Mark? I like Lyle. I think he's cool. I think he, I think he brings that lock-on energy back to the group without having to be that older brother type character because now they're grown up, so they don't, they don't need one. They don't need it necessarily. Yeah, and I feel like the original lock-on did his duty. He got, you know, he got through to Tiaria and. And he kind of brought the team together under, you know, not too good of circumstances, but it did help them all grow as characters because they still reference it a lot and how much it affected them. So I think that uh, adding the new lock on back, who um, is basically the same character, but without the grown up attitude is is cool. I, I don't mind him at all. I think he's I think he's still a cool character. Like you said, he hasn't really, up to this point, he hasn't got a lot of screen time. But what he does have, when he does have screen time, you can kind of tell that, like, they integrated him seamlessly into the crew. And I think that's cool. Because when you first meet him, you kind of feel like there might be an ulterior motive. And I mean, there but, there is. Yeah, but it's it's like, it's not, Malicious. it's not Malicious. really there. Yeah, it's not there to, like, affect his, his uh, position in Celestial being negatively. Um, I mean, it could. To this point. Yeah, he seems like a like a member of the crew, so I I like him. I don't have any problem with him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in agreement with all you guys. However, I do want to bring up: How do you guys feel about the twin pl- plot line? Like, uh, hey, one character dies, and then just bring in a twin to replace them. I feel it doesn't happen much in animes, but it does happen sometimes in soap operas and telenovelas. I can see that. Um, so i don't i i want to say that i don't have a problem with it but to be honest just like the nature of it i don't really like it like when it's the exact same thing and they're very similar yeah it is 
it is different in that way, as as both of you guys were putting it. Lyle is different enough from Lock On that it it works. It fits. He's he is his own separate character. But sometimes they people they do look different. They have what was it, Jose? One has slightly. Yeah, Neil has slightly longer hair than Lyle. Oh, yeah, oh. but that that's not a difference because now that all the characters are grown up, they all have slightly longer hair than they did back then. <laughs> Well, anyway, but Lyle's a different character. That doesn't make them a new character. No, I, that my point. Well, Lyle's yeah. a different character. Simaragi has different hair this my, time. She's my point character. is just I don't really like that. Like, in I was gonna say I want to say that I don't that I am okay with it, but I'm not a hundred percent okay with it. Like, I just it kind of makes it feel like, eh, why why bother killing off the character if we're just gonna get so much of like, oh, you look just like him. Like, oh, you're alive. And it's just like, oh, and then like I said that they there's certain beats that they're very similar in like they they echo too much of the same kind of character it almost makes it feel like lock on shouldn't have died it's just we're just gonna get lock on to dlc i just wish there was a sequence in which setsuna like figured out about this about him Mm -hmm. and like kind of was like oh this guy would be a good fit not just like oh he's your brother here you go yeah (laughs) here's everything you need it kind of would have been more interesting to have him know these things like Oh, he's part of the Catheron. Mm-hmm. That's when I didn't know he was part of Catheron. Did he? No, he yeah. didn't. He did. Wait, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he says it when he meets him. About yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense then. I have all my pro- I just missed, must have missed that part. But all my problems are squashed and I don't have any problem with them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and in terms of that, like I can see what you mean, and I, 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 yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, like the the only problems I have with him in terms of just being like like a, oh the brother the twin character is purely surface level, honestly. So I don't really have too many problems with it. So I yeah, I can't bash him or anything. I like him. Like I'll, overall, I like Lyle, so I'm cool with him, and I just like Lock on as a whole. So we're moving on to the quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag who busted down sexual style and is goaded with the sauce. What? <laughs> who? You're you're He's goaded. What? He's paralyzed. You, you, you got him, dude. You struck a nerve that he can't move the rest of himself. Garcia loves to try to recover from what you said. I fully expected that to be from Jose. That was really good, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a me. I can't take credit um, for that. But it's a, it's wow, a, I'll still respect yeah, for you now. You should have just said it was you. <laughs> no, people would know. Uh, then you can just go like, hey, eh? eh? like you know, like a nudge, <laughs> so they can get the reference. But you just you just outed yourself. Can't believe you. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, Tiaria. He's goaded. Yeah, I, I love Tiaria. He's fucking awesome. This Crystal's favorite character, though. Uh, I'm, I hate cross dresses. <laughs> so you're saying you hate Loran? Uh, yes. That's exactly Blasphemy. what I was saying. I said that in, in our you, episode. I said no, that you can't episode. hate Loran. He's black. On Black History Month. <laughs> on the last day of Black History No! Another year that I missed that meme I made for last year. Damn it. No. No. <laughs> I am vetoing anything. Okay. <laughs> so, Tiaria. Or as Mark put it, whatever the fuck it is he said. Uh, Tiaria has become 
much more of a team player. Losing Lock-On has really hit him. He's taken the words Lock-On said to him to heart. We see several flashbacks of that. So, I like Thierry. Why do you like him? He's cool. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I don't have as much as opinionations as you guys right, do. then. I just, I either think a character is cool or I don't think a character is cool. I will not elaborate. So, he's sick though. How could you not? I thought I hated him for way, way longer. I thought I hated him until the movie. Same. Well, I've never seen the that movie. I, really? I only thought I hated him until the yeah. end. Oh, he's pretty awesome. I all I all I remember was Thierry was a dick, and like that pretty much changed by the end of part one, the first yeah. part. Yeah, and by part one, I do mean our part ones. Like so, by the end of episode twelve, that was already changing for me. It's just so. What is he? He he's the one that talks to Saji about. Uh, you should be grateful to Setsuna for helping him out, even though Saji is completely and utterly hating Setsuna right now for reasons we will talk about in a second. It is Tiaria that is always helping everybody else realize what. Uh, what's 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 what is it? I'm thinking of a specific word. I can't think about it right now. He can help recenter everybody. And hey, he cross dresses. So he is a team player. All right. So Tiaria telling Saji the facts <laughs> that at the end of the first episode, um, that makes him goaded. Okay. Cause he's like telling Saji, he's like, bitch, you should be, you should be freaking on your knees begging for forgiveness and thanking Setsuna, your lord and savior, for uh, everything that he's done for you. Because he could have just left your ass to be grass next to all those uh the catheron people that and and that you were slaving away with and that you were gonna get gunned down and whatnot but you know Setsuna he's just he's too much of a g and he actually felt sorry for for you know for your limp dick ass that he brought you aboard that you might have a chance again to see your beloved louise but um he just he just tells him he tells him the facts he even does that like in a later episode he straight scolds him when he like when saji leaves the catheron base and basically leads to everybody like you know the alas back to him or back to catheron and then they murder everybody like he straight like goes to him and he tells him like this is your fault it's like all because you know you're being malicious and you know, you're just thinking about yourself and your selfishness and your your ignorance and all this stuff. And he's just laying it down on him like he's just not mincing words. And I really appreciate that because nobody is willing to tell him that. There's only one moment in which Setsuna does say that to Saji, basically, because like, oh, just like a little I something a little that I forgot to say for Setsuna, just props to him. But, um, you know, he he, he says to, to Saji, he's. Because Saji's like bitching, it's like, uh, uh, uh. yes, let's talk more about Saji when we're talking about. Okay, Tiara. my point is just that Setsuna told him also, is like, so, you know, everything's okay for you as oh. long as you have peace. But, you know, basically piggybacking off of what, you know, Tiaria has been trying to hammer into Saji this whole time. Like, your ignorance costs everybody. Like, it's not just about you. Like, you can't just be this selfish person just thinking that the world is going to be fine just because, you know, you want to live your life in peace and you just think that it's all good. Like, that's just not how it works. Look at the world around you. Open your fucking eyes. And uh, it's 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 great. Like, I really appreciate how frank and straightforward Tiaria is. Uh, he's just goaded. He's like you said. He's a team player. He he tells jokes and shows sarcasm this time around. You know, in 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 episode five of this season, uh, he's like Setsuna is going to escort Marina back to Azadistan, and Tiaria tells him, "And don't feel like you have to come back either." 
you know, and he tells him that while smirking, to which Setsuna plainly and dryly replies with, that's absurd. And I was just freaking dying at that. That's hilarious. Freaking funny little banter between the two, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily think you'd be seeing at the at the beginning of the series, because Tierio would have said that actually being serious at the beginning. I think he did say, oh yeah, he said, he's like, I thought you were dead when he was like running late to meet them at the airport. It's like, damn, that Tierio and this Tierio are way different. And he's just come such a long way. Like, he has an actual arc as a character, and it's awesome. It's fantastic, and I'm just really enjoying it. You know, Thierry is conflicted between the idea of not being special, really. Um, I think that that's kind of something that's interesting with this character, but it doesn't make him, like, super arrogant. Like, I don't mean that in that he's arrogant, but he just kind of, like starts to think that like oh because he's a uh, he's not um or he's not the chosen one basically from veda all the time um that <laughs> i feel his confliction comes more from the fact that he may not be in the right when it comes to the yeah, plan and, and i mean he gets struck by that just because of like the idea that all the other innovators exist too like regene regetta and whatnot uh he just kind of thinks he's a little bit disposable and so he kind of starts to doubt himself but you know lock on's inspiration pretty much kind of holds him in and just he remembers him and and he's just like you know follow your own ideas and you know your beliefs that's why you know eolia chose us probably or something you know and i think that's that's pretty cool so he comes to refute these things and he like you know basically just tells ribbon all shard to his face that his claims are bs uh he he holds down a street cred he says fuck you ribbons your name is stupid and his bitches and your bitches ain't nothing but hoes and tricks and then uh you know he says as as someone whom Eolia trusted a gundam to I, I think that you're all in the wrong and i'll continue down the path i believe in call me a fool if you want but I'll stick with it till the end. So he's just evolved into being the realest motherfucker on Celestial Beings crew aside from Setsuna. So he's he's sick, dude. And uh, it's just silly how when he gender bends into Regene Regetta, well, not gender bends because that's you've clarified that that Regene Regetta is a dude too. But he gender bends as himself, I guess, because he's like trying to be pass himself off as a woman and he cross dresses. But you know, he ends up criticizing a bunch of dudes hitting on him as he's like plan. filthy scum, all sucking up to advance their own interests, which is kind of a funny job at high society, you know, since forever, really. But you know, I, I just think whatever. Point is, Thierry is fucking goaded, okay? Thierry is sick. And uh, I'm gonna throw in a little tidbit here. So while I was watching, um, while I was watching Gundam Double O on Hulu, uh, an ad for "Show Me the Carfax" Fox came up, and the Fox was talking, and I realized something that he sounds exactly like Tiaria Arday, <laughs> and it sounded so much like him that I decided to Google voice of carfax fox and lo and behold the carfax fox is indeed voyed by sam vincent our boy tiaria arde slash atherin zala moving up in yeah. the world <laughs> so he's still out there he's still out there oh my god yeah i also like Tieria. i think he's i think he's really great this season uh i liked him at the end of last season but i think this season he's really grown into uh the full-fledged fantastic character i think that having him start out as this character who is is not really a team player but more of just like i'll follow the plan I'll follow the plan that's all i do into a character who's like let's deviate from the plan because alleluia was one of the bros and if he's captured we need to get him back at all costs and even like he's they send in the Arius gundam to him he's like 
bro get in your gundam <laughs> i just like yeah. how and then and then he comes back to the ship and um hallelujah says something and then tyria says you haven't changed a bit and that's how it should be and i'm like dang dude he really he's leveled up like i really like tyria he's becoming like my second favorite character when before he was definitely like i if i had to recount on my memory like if i had to go back and think about my memory on him before we started rewatching it, I would have put him on like bottom tier. Way like yeah, like Wufe tier. And now I'm like just like rethinking like what did I what why did I think that like he's a great character? I don't know why I thought that before, but maybe it's because I didn't like his Gundam. It's, it's both of them they're trash. But vindicated Pieria himself <laughs> as a character is is great. I, everything he did this season, I think, um, like Jose was saying, when he when he finds his resolve after being told, like after they try to coax him, like and normally in a show like this, I feel like in other Gundams we've seen, that point would be like a like a switching point. Like Tyria would have changed sides and kind of like acted as a double agent. I feel like that would have happened, but I'm glad that in this series it doesn't happen. I think that that cliche is so annoying and it's one of the worst things that that I I can when I watch a show that's the worst thing that can happen like when you have a good character that has like developed but then like a piece of their past comes back to try and switch them to the other side or try and make them question what they're doing and so they turn on their friends and stuff that's so annoying but uh Tyria I'm glad did not go that route he stuck with his guns and he stuck with his teammates and i think that really shows the drastic development because normally he would have been like oh well i need to get back to veda at all costs but now he's like no i got these i got these guys these guys got my back i I know they do because um lock on saved me twice and sacrificed basically his life for me so i know that i know that these these guys are are really trying to do what they say they're going to do and i'm also trying to do that thing so i'm going to stick with them and you know screw you um the only thing i didn't understand was why he didn't know that anu was a innovator like him because they look the same (laughs) but um yeah i just like i like how how much more bold he is and how how he's come up with his own ideology and he's sticking to it and i like that so i think terry is sick i really i really liked the hallelujah part with him i think that was that was great i said showed how much he's changed so not to bring up like oh what ifs but like this series might have been pretty different if lock on didn't die because as you were pointing out mark i do feel terry would have switched sides if lock on's words weren't ringing in his head yeah and it would have been a bad show i mean i don't under okay so i guess i don't know i I think a lot of people say this is a bad season like season two is significantly worse than season one and some people say it's like really bad like one of the worst and i don't understand that at all i up till i mean we're halfway through it it's still good i don't i don't know why this is but you know fanboy i guess that's a discussion for the end when we finally get to to realize everything but but yeah Tyria's sick vindicated so last of the meisters hallelujah so i feel that hallelujah's arc pretty much ends with this batch of episodes Uh, of course of course uh there's still the uh let's save the world world peace stuff but more out out of everything his main gripe was always i i have this split personality that can sometimes take over and i don't want that i'm a super soldier that does not have happiness and i feel that part uh, uh hallelujah is dead dead nah. air, quotes, air quotes air quotes and now he has murray back soma pierce who also gets back her memories in a very uh 
seed style way mm. but i do feel now that he he has his reason to fight but like how much more can probably change for him at this point i think I now like, that, oh go ahead uh, i was gonna say i feel like alleluia is where he is now and that's probably where he's gonna be at the end i think not that, not that it's bad yeah but i think that the situation that arises now is whether or not um Marie, can be well, not that she can be trusted but whether or not he's how he's gonna fare if she decides to pilot a mobile suit because he told her that he's not like she doesn't need to anymore <laughs> and they freaking just gave him the uh, the add-on the literal like freaking here another character is gonna be in this ship add-on it's obvious that she's gonna join him no nah, um, dude no nah, dude hallelujah is gonna get his own body and then come back <laughs> that would happen in awakening trailblazer see oh that would <laughs> I would. No, there'd be a clone. Yeah, there'd be oh another my clone. Gosh. Yep. No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Uh, no, bring bringing that up. Yeah, I do feel like uh, any type of growth or any type of change is going to be solely f- from Marie at this point. Which again, it ain't bad. I, I like their little relationship at this point. Ah, oh, I do. That's why I liked Ali in the first place because he like he got he got the girl. Like he was able to obtain happiness, and I was like, I was always like, dang, dude, they never do this. Mark. Mark, Mark, is this why you call Ashley Marie? No, her middle name is Marie. Okay. Go on, dude, do it for the podcast. <laughs> that would have been so touching, Battle dude. And Tifa. Yeah. But, like, the, he's a side character. Yeah, that's true. Hallelujah. He's side main. Um, Pseudo main. He's not the main. He, he did get sidelined in the last batch. But, yeah. But now the first half of this was pretty much him. Like, his journey. Yeah, him, also him dealing with not having hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And not being able to use his quantum brain waves, Which is weird. I, I like how he talks to uh, Sumeragi about his issues. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. It's, it's, they're drinking buddies. I, I do like that the first time he drinks, he calls it bitter. But now, like, fuck, dude, let me just keep drinking <laughs> up right now. I've been locked up for four years. Need something. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, I think he's, uh, I always liked Hallelujah. And I know that, Hallelujah. And I know that I, I like the Arios more than the Curios. I'm glad. That I was going to say this the exact same thing. I think it's way better. Because it doesn't have the dumb claw. But I like the the one. It does oh, have the dumb claw. Yeah, he can, now he can use it in the. Plain yeah. Can I just bring up real quick? Uh, during the first time I've watched the series, the XE and the Double O were the only ones I cared about. But now, seeing the other gun ups, I've gotten like a new appreciation for them. I don't. I still don't really like the the Curios and the Arios because they're orange. But uh, hey, I, they, they turn into planes, dude. That's sick. I, I feel like they so. How could you? They just look too skinny. Which one? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charidim, Dynamis, Zabanya. Uh, is it skinnier than the Exia? It just it looks it looks skinnier. Because it looks it has because of the, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't like it. No, I think the Charidim looks fine. Wait. Skinnier well, than so, the Exia. When we watch the movie, you you're, ho- you're hopefully you're gonna like the the uh, Alleluia. Isn't the Exia the skinniest one? Oh, the fuck, the weird ass thing with the gets a different face. What? Whatever. Whatever. Well, whatever. He, he's whatever. saying that because uh, the Charidim has like a different. Charidim. Which one am I talking about? Dynamis. The, the lock-on Gundams all have something that makes them look slightly uh, bulkier, thus making their legs look slightly skinnier. Uh, Jose, do you have anything to say about Alleluia? Um, to, or do you just want to get into oh, Smaragi? To be honest, I don't necessarily have too much to say that's unique to him, because I think that you covered him pretty well. Like He's very wholesome.
awesome. And I really like that. It's something that kind of adds to the series that I feel like it's good to have just for like a, like, you know, in terms of balance, it has, it's the positive note basically within like the, the very sorrowful or dis you know, the despair that is in the series, because it's just a lot of characters that ultimately kind of, you know, have bitter, bitter lives and that are still fighting to, you know, to achieve a better life or a better world or, you know, whatever their goal is. So it's nice to see someone get theirs, you know, I totally agree with you on that. And, um, you know, it's one of the it's like the spark of hope, really. Like, that's kind of what I want to see for everyone. Um, And uh, I was going to say totally forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, no, it's good. Oh, you know, the the thing that actually what what the set's going to say. Uh, if you want to change fate, oh, you have yeah, to fight. yeah, when he tells a uh, bitch ass Saji to stop moping around and do something, basically, yeah, we might be going to um, Saji next, then you know, uh, which that's true. Um, I was thinking about like because we're probably not gonna t- touch on because she's basically just kind of linked with uh with Alleluia, but Soma slash Marie, um, you know, their whole little her little thing. With her relationship with uh, Colonel Smirnoff, you know, Colonel Sergei Smirnoff. Yeah, thank you for... Well, he's the only one that's a colonel, so... But um, he's a colonel. Is he your whatever? He's the older one. He's not the he's not the one that's like whatever. He's not the child. He's not the son. But um, did Mark do a Metal Gear reference? Uh, anyway, um, I thought that was very wholesome, and that was one of the things that ultimately was like kind of heading towards like a bitter ending. And I was just really happy to see that that and the relationship between Alleluia and uh, and Marie slash Shoma. I think those are like the most wholesome things that I've seen in this series, really. Um, that I just really appreciate. Like in, in wholesome, I mean, like um, just pretty much purely feel good. Like there's little bits and moments between certain characters, like like you know celestial being that are kind of wholesome, but those are like still like kind of just the far in between type of things, you know, around the the aura of intensity and and seriousness of battle and and the mission and whatnot. Um, this is just like a character's own life that you see, you know, they come from nothing or they come from suffering and they ultimately find, you know, what they have wanted. They get theirs, you know, like Mark has been saying, or my, Mark did say for, for Hallelujah. It's just, it's very sweet to see and I enjoy it. So I don't have anything particularly great to say about Hallelujah, but he's definitely a welcome presence. And yeah, he freaking, he freaking max out with, uh, with Marie. So Lyle finds them. It's like, Man, he's just yeah. with a girl. He's just like, dude, this, I thought this guy needed me. Really, everybody's surprised. He's like, he's like, the fuck am I doing? This guy is over here. And I was desperate. I yeah, he's like, he's like, I thought this guy was, you know, freaking suffering, but he's over here on this island, remote island, just with some chick getting face pussy. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there, I got the reaction that I wanted from you guys. There, I'm officially done saying that. Um, but yeah. um no but it's it's funny it's cute and i'm glad that he gets a very wholesome end right there um yeah good stuff and uh he's just gonna be the overbearing boyfriend he's just like no you can't do anything i don't want you to be in harm's way you know we'll cross that bridge when we get to it (laughs) 
next episode. Well, I mean, every, everybody's doing that to all the female characters. E- even uh, the son, Andre Smirnov, is doing that. Oh with yeah, Louise. you're right. He even says you, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't be on the field. And then Louise fucking well, almost breaks the his way arm. that I took that is mostly just because Louise is like, very, well, I imagine it's because she's not necessarily been a warrior all this time she's not been like a soldier but like marie slash soma like yeah, yeah. a super soldier so i was like I, I wouldn't imagine they would say that but um well, that is like the f- the first time he does see soma that is that is the first thing he says he sh- he's yeah. just a young girl and the way that i took that was because like he's like this this father figure type of old guy that you know he just kind of looks at yeah. Oh, I don't even think Andre's that. Well, he's not old. like old, old, but he's still got a kid that's like as old or older than freaking. Oh, we're talking about Sergey. I was talking oh, about Andre. Oh, sorry, my bad. Son. My bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. I was still talking about Sergey. My bad. Oh, Sergey's sick, dude. Hello. Yeah, no, Sergey's Sergey's a boss. But yeah, no. Trying to adopt Marie. That's oh, mm-hmm. great. So yeah, good stuff with Hallelujah. Wholesome and uh, yeah, done. Let's just say. So I'm gonna give give you guys a choice. What? What? Oh, what were you saying? I said cross chains. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna give you guys a choice. Uh, Saji or Sumeragi? I have zero things to say. Uh, that's not true. No, I mean we do get Depen- backstory with Sumeragi uh, as we were De- talking. about. Depends. Up, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear someone talking a lot of shit or do you want to hear somebody just fanboying? Okay, true. We probably so let me start off with Saji. So, Saji is basically ignorance is bliss. Uh, as we've been, as everybody else has been trying to put it, uh, he is an ass throughout this entire batch of episodes. Yeah, for all the good we talked about him in the other two parts, uh, well, specifically the last part, uh, he is an asshole this time around because ignorance is bliss. If it wasn't for the Gundams, his life would not have changed. It would not be breaking as much as it is. He would not have lost everything. Luis would not have lost everything. It would not be in a war. Everything would have been fine. And I somewhat understand it. It is not good, but I understand where he's coming from. But again, does not make it good because I already know these two assholes are going to be talking about this. So basically, ignorance is bliss. Saji's still dumb because <laughs> he causes what? Two mass murder from the ALOS? Or is it just one? Oh, one. Just the one. Yeah. He almost causes a second one, one, potentially, or Wait. something like that. And he's like, I was about to do the oh, same yeah. thing. <laughs> last, last episode when he's about to take the O. He's about to steal the O Riser. Though, thing that they need. For the double O to be broken as all hell. I was about to write. I wrote down Saji equals Kots, and then I just crossed it out. I was like, Saji almost equals. <laughs> I would say that Saji's almost having the some of the Gundam hero breakdowns, just not being a Gundam. Kind of reminded me of Amuro, just kind of bitching out. Yeah, I was gonna say like every almost every other one just ends up stealing their suit and then leaving only to end up coming back but hey at the very least saji did not leave even though he wanted only to. because he kind of guilted himself he's like i almost fucking killed everybody Wait again basically and that's the only thing that stopped him uh, the one thing the one thing that i do want to say about his uh, mass murder of catheron um it was not necessarily his fault he was telling sergey and sergey was not Sergey was planning not to say anything about it. But he left. It was his fault. I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go that far, but I'm saying, but hey, if it went how it was supposed to go, he would have just been let off and Sergey would not have said anything. But some random soldier was listening in, which he should not have been doing. That is against protocols. 
He told the A-laws, and then that's how it happened. Again, he should not have left, but arguably the not The good thing fault. is that he gets the shit slapped out of him by Thierry Arde, so. Yeah, but is that any good since he punches Setuna right afterwards? After literally... <laughs> so he has he has a moment after Catheron. He has the moment where it's like, I have to help. I need to be able to do this. And as soon as he hears Luis's voice, because so the fucking double O riser is able to fucking merge minds or whatever, broken ass. He then goes straight back into the war is bad. It's your guy's fault. Fuck you. Punches Setsuna, which I, I'm going to be fair, actually. <laughs> what? Mostly because. No, it brings back the tradition of the gun, main Gundam pilots getting hit. I was actually going to say, that's actually, that's a plus it's for Saji in terms of cred, or that's a negative for Setsuna, because he got freaking, he freaking got punched down. He's a, he's a child war veteran, basically, and he freaking got, he got he the shit punched out it. of him and went down to Very the much. ground. He let him do it. No, no, no. But he, he didn't have to go flying all the way down to the ground. Nah. Yeah, he did. He had to make Saji Sa- nah. think he had a, a freaking <laughs> long dong, but he has a chode. Uh, no, nobody, no, nobody's thinking Saji's going to be able to punch somebody. I mean, that's Come what I was on. thinking. I was like, dude, either Saji's got, he's stronger than I thought, or Setsin is a little bit more of a bitch than I thought. <laughs> I mean, uh, he had Chad. a couple weeks of hard labor. The that Chad sets in a let the virgin Saji punch him so that he could feel like he was a Chad himself. But uh, that listen. actually turned Sessina into a Giga Chad. One of those guys had a girlfriend. Yeah, but he didn't do anything. How do you know? Because he says. Are you talking about Saji? No, how do you know? Saji I'm going to go back on my word. I'm no. going back Saji's on my word. Bitch, dude. Yeah. No. How do you guys know? How do you guys know? He, he, he uh, freaking can't know? even get it half mass, dude. He's a little bitch, dude. <laughs> Um, what are you talking about? That is that's full <laughs> that's full length. Dude, freaking Saji would already be busting when Louise is like, "Are you are are you in yet?" No, Saji's trash, dude. He's stupid. The thing that bothers me most with Saji is the fact that he has actually he's he's been privy to all the facts, to all the details, to all the information that clarifies everything, and, and like pretty much absolves Setsuna three different times from direct, yeah, from three direct, you know, being directly blamed for all this stuff that from all of Celestial being really from being directly responsible for all the shit that happened to him, and he's. And he's oh, dude. No, no, if and he still never showed up, it, nothing would have happened. No, no, no. That's the exact same thing with Catherine's sake. No, 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 no. That would have happened to him. Anyway. You guys are you guys are arguing if he didn't leave. If you guys argued if he didn't leave, nothing would have happened. So if the Gundams never showed up, nothing would have happened. So ha. Huh? Yeah, they would have. They were liberal. bombing. They were bombing everybody. They were attacking random civilians. Uh, they were getting gearing up for a large scale war between all the nations because they all had way more mobile suits than they were supposed to have. So. Things would have escalated regardless of whether or not Celestial Being yeah. entered the picture. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. The Union would have won. No, and then freaking nah, the Union would have won. Uh, the Union would have won because they had Grandmaker. They would have Alejandro would have sent in the thrones. Anyways. They didn't even do it because, like, they had to. If the Gundams ever showed up, the pseudo drives would have never seen been created. That party and they would have still blown Louise's family away. Alejandro knew about the pseudo drive. I've done all. Again, if the Gundams didn't show up, Aeolus Schember would never would have made them. So the pseudo drives would never showed up. And 
there would be massive war on full scale. Yeah, the UN would have won because they have Graham Acre. No, so there was still would have been peace for the Union. Smirno- no, because Smirnoff would have uh, taken out Graham. No, Graham would have won. <laughs> Flags are superior to the uh, the Human Reform Leagues, whatever they were called. I don't even remember their names. That's how yeah, bad they the were. The Bear of Russia would have would have uh, been tactically sufficient enough. <laughs> he <could have> been <laughs> to summarize our our thesis Sajid Crossmaker would have been president Zelensky of all time no he's not the worst character of all time but he's to- he's definitely the worst character of this uh, series he's degraded the most uh, no, <laughs> no do no, not no. Eat. Marina Ishmael's not worse there's one that's worse because I don't even too. consider them a real character what ribbons no but I'll talk about that next time what but oh no Saji's well Saji Saji is definitely the, the, the second worst for sure I wouldn't even say the worst nah uh, yeah no, wait, then again else is better. what about Louise because right she's kind of just Louise is an amazing she, character she's trash she's directly to him like is I don't know isn't she worse what in what way she actually has a reason Saji has yeah, she, she was just being manipulated by ribbons as well. Was she? She starts making these Don't, random connections. She's like, like ribbons. they, you know, Setsuna knew Saji, and Saji's known Setsuna, and they used to be neighbors. And no, it's Rip is the one that's putting her. Ribbons is the one that's putting oh, her in the new suit oh, to okay. do that's all fair. that shit. Ribbons is also the reason that she is okay, in that's fair. the yeah, no, You're right about that. Remember, at the end of at the end of these, she's actually so twenty five. We see Regina Regetta being. And an elevator with she's her. She's asking going up for that, though, isn't she? Yeah. She's like asking for that stuff. She's like, can I be the pilot of this new thing? And then she gets turned down by Colonel Monaghan. Yes, but yeah. it is also Ribbons that's putting her in that. I mean, she's still. The, po- the point is, and she's. It is also Ribbons that's she's still her seeking in it the out. Yes, but she wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't okay. for Ribbons. What have and what the character is actually seeking are two different things. <laughs> but okay, whatever. Seeking and achieving are also okay. two different things well, as well. The point is, she's not as bad as Saji, okay? I get that. Um, Yeah, no, Saji's pretty sharp, though. He's pretty stupid. He's fucking thick-headed, and he just... He doesn't have a spleen. He doesn't have a spine. Uh, He just freaking mopes around and just is like begging for Louise back. Don't get me wrong. I understand that he like misses her and all that stuff. But he just doesn't take anything else into consideration when it comes to thinking about her or when it comes to thinking about the grander picture, you know, the world or literally anybody else. All He just has tunnel vision for Louise and he's just very ignorant. Oh, you know? it's so dumb. It's like the A-laws are attacking an orphanage. And he's like, there they go again. Fighting. <laughs> It's true though. I remember that. That was stupid. Wait, they actually attack an orphanage? No, but they're like, they're like the A-laws are attacking like something, and and celestial. They're about to send out celestial being to go counteract, and he's like, oh no, that means they're gonna fight again. But it's like, dude, what do you want them to do? You want them to just let the A-laws blow up this whatever this thing that. <laughs> Weren't they like? No, re- I, no, I remember the scene. I just felt like when he was saying that, it was like, no, there's more no. fighting going on. Not no. that celestial being themselves. Oh, no, yeah, no, he was mad that celestial mm-hmm. being was yeah, going in I there. I remember that. It did not make any sense. Like these people are going to get attacked and uh, they're going to get murdered, and then there's children amongst their ranks and. 
he's getting mad because celestial being is gonna go out there to defend them to do something basically to defend them like makes no fucking sense he's dumb dude he like i said he has tunnel vision he just he just says the things that he wants to say and he just thinks he's right he just has he's got a freaking huge dong up his ass he's just got his head buried in the sand like marina ismail and uh yeah Gosh. No, but he sucks, dude. What is what is there something good to say about Saji? Like this season, nothing. He's trash. The only good thing I would have said was if he did actually start helping out. But again, as we put it earlier, he just completely does a one eighty right afterwards. The the only time he like almost grew one nut was when he got got in the O riser and flew out there. Any one eighty right after, literally right after. He's trash. <laughs> it literally was right after. Like no, it was actually not even right after. It was in the yeah, moment. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, semantics. Not even that, dude. It, it's actually what happened. <laughs> no, because he already left and then docked, and then right after the end of the fight, he started one eight. That was during the fight. He's like, Louise, yeah. Louise, is that you, Louise? Oh no, that fight was already. <laughs> Louise, that was already over. Revive, revive was already fucking turning telling. Right Louise, right. talk about some right. <laughs> Uh, r- real quick before he starts going on for hours on end. Uh, not for me, uh, Mark, you said that you also didn't have much to say about her, right? Not really. I just kind of liked how she was acting motherly towards the group this time around. After she gets her head together. After her drunken depression. Yes. After she's done railing <laughs> Billy. <laughs> not even what happened. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but after that i think yeah she becomes like i think alleluia sees her as a like a motherly figure that's able to talk with him about his issues that he's having um she also sticks up for tyria which is cool when he's about to tell everyone that he's also an innovator but she's like no you're part you're one of us you're not whatever you think you are no just throw it out you're one of us i thought that was cool just realizing what he's about to do and about to maybe there's a potential for the crew to distrust him but she knows that he's not like that and i thought that was cool but that's pretty much it that's all i have to say about her i think it's nice putting giving her backstory and uh giving her a connection between uh county mannequin and making them basically rivals at this point as tactical forecasters each of them uh praising the other when one of them does something good in their minds not directly uh okay, before i, like, I go hours. into my giant spiel um yeah i actually want to piggyback off of that last thing that you said garcil that's actually really true that's actually something that i really like about this series in particular like this series feels like there's like it's it's kind of like a giant chess game because it's not just like yeah the the double o and and whatnot they're kind of overpowered in certain circumstances like when it comes to one-on-ones but it's not like some of the actually most of the other series where it's just kind of completely cleaning up the battlefield so easily that it's literally just doing every everything like there's still a sense of tactics going on within the series that it feels like a giant chess game especially during the moments with like sumeragi and and uh like you said kati monaghan monaghan or whatever kati the hottie um uh so it's really cool to see and i feel like that's something that's actually kind of unique to this gundam series so far that i really like and i just kind of wanted to point that out because i don't feel like that's something that's too prevalent within the series before it in certain circumstances there kind of is but like not really the only other one that i can think of before that had a fair amount of like tactics in the battles where it was like um was uh what is it (sighs) 
08MS team, but other than that, they did have some, uh, yeah, some of them, yeah, like but th- it was just like a very straightforward thing. And to be honest, uh, from what I remember, it's a lot of the times just the main Gundam and the main hero kind of cleaning most things up most of the time. And it, while Setsuna does do a fair amount of that here, like it's not entirely only him all the time. Like, I still feel like there's, you know, the other people that are involved are still pretty relevant when the battles are happening. So I don't know. Either either way, I just wanted to kind of say that before I forget and not say it in the next episode or something. But yeah. Anyway, back to Sumeragi. So Sumeragi is just like so human. I love her character. She's just so beat down after doing her part to change the world and hates how even after ever after everything, you know, that happened during the last season all remains the same or worse. And that's totally understandable, in my opinion. You know, she's the she's she's kind of she kind of reminds me of Leon from Resident Evil at a certain point. I think it's like during one of the more recent movies that I think it was the one with him and Chris Redfield. I forgot which one it is, but you know, he's just kind of chilling. He's like, I've already fought, you know, and then stopped so many things, but the world is just like still shitty and whatnot. So they're both kind of just like drinking their depression away. And it just feels like it's in vain. So, you know, I, I kind of see how she still kind of tries to suppress those kinds of feelings within her. Um, you know, the the moment when she meets Lyle is kind of sweet, just because, well, then again, it kind of piles on with everybody else's theme of just like, oh, you, you, lock on, you're alive. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't really amount to that much. But I, either way, it's just like other other stuff, you know, Sumeragi telling uh, Setsuna that she doesn't have the kind of inner strength that he has. It's, it's kind of endearing to me, considering that there's a lot of characters throughout the franchise that would just kind of get fired up from seeing the main character like. I mean, a lot of the times we do see that, but, you know, still admitting to their faults and, and not, not not necessarily jumping to that kind of very successful conclusion right off the bat here is welcomed. And uh, it's just not an instant morale boost to her. And it's not just like instant power of friendship win for her uh, that I appreciate. So Sumeragi feels like, uh, you know, she feels very uh, honest when it comes to that and very uh, unapologetic. And uh, that's something that I, I like her about her character definitely over maru from seed um you know sumeragi confesses that her her battles were you know for her selfishness or something like that uh, at one point during these episodes but even though she kind of says that it, it was like um her selfish reasonings were still kind of somewhat noble because she's just kind of ultimately wanted to become a tactical forecaster to to end battles and minimize uh, the casualties that happen within them. So she's still very realistic in that approach. And and she still recognizes that people are going to lose their lives and all that kind of stuff. There's still going to be suffering, but she's very realistic about it and just kind of ultimately aims to try to minimize those kinds of things as much as she can. And that's something that I really respect about her and, and that I really personally enjoy, you know, uh, e- even at her most vulnerable and her worst, she's still a shining beacon of brilliance and she's still kind of holding people together. You know, there's a point in these episodes where everybody's panicking like shit right when she already came back. Like she's not even like fully back yet. She's not like, oh, I'm down for celestial being and all this kind of stuff again. Uh, she They just kind of brought her on board and she's like drinking again, but she's just like there chilling. 
and everybody's panicking and Sumeragi's just like, oh, aren't we lucky and whatnot and, and stuff and smirking and showing off her, her sexy tactical brainy confidence and she's just beasting and, and all that stuff. She's just being reliable again and they give her an outfit that's a little too small on her, but I think it looks great because it still shows some of that midriff hotness of her. Uh, sorry, that's just me being perfect. Anyway, um, yeah, Sumeragi's awesome and uh, I, 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 I just love her, you know, and I think that uh, her voice actress, Lisa Ann Belly has really hit her stride as well. Oh, oh coming to see these episodes and, and whatever happens, you know, having heard her from being Relena back in uh, Gundam Wing, she's really come a long way. And uh, yeah, just super happy to hear her. And uh, Sumeragi's amazing. Love her character. She also uh, ends up wearing uh, a uniform for whatever military that she's serving for during the flashbacks in these episodes and it's awesome respect it it was uh yeah the, the AU. AU. please step on me queen sumaragi uh yes oh yeah and then the flashback where she's uh she's just cutesy looking she's like oh like very sweet looking cute young lady that just has like uh all these aspirations you know for her and she just looks towards um kati monikan as inspiration and she's just very you know very humble it's just it's like you know i'm nothing compared to kati and all this stuff it's just very sweet very cute and uh i uh i like their whole rivalry it's very respectful and i like it um i think i just said that i just like it that much um yeah sumeragi's awesome she was she was still still a looker back in the day. Yep. Stand Queen Sumeragi. Yeah. That's it for today. For me at least. I'm very calm. Very I'm just I'm just appreciating the Queen Sumeragi in a very calm, very happy, very very lighthearted way. But yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Cause I could keep going. Oh. Uh, no, you can. <laughs> I, I don't need to do that, so uh, please don't. So uh normally I would wanna end things off by asking how you guys feel about season two but i feel we've made it more or less clear that uh we're enjoying it so what you all looking forward to because i know what i'm looking forward to there are two mobile suits coming in god they're my favorite i can't wait to talk about them i can't wait for mark to talk about them because i'm not gonna say shit about them what i'm not gonna i got the <laughs> double o talk about, talk about. Yeah, you I, don't got, I don't got anything i don't get I'll, I'll, talk about, I'll talk about my specific one, but you still need to talk about ribbons. Okay, yeah, I'll talk about ribbons. Gersley, you're going to have to talk about whatever. <laughs> Bushido Brown. <laughs> what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to watching... Lord Double O Riser being broken as fuck. Yeah, and the special edition of uh, the ending, the last episode. Oh, there's a pull of Destiny? No, it just changes oh, the song. Oh, yeah, like that very then, end, right? Oh. And it adds like a scene, but it's not like anything crazy. It's like, I think it's a scene that happens regardless. It just adds a different voiceover to it because it replaces one scene with a song. But whatever. It's not a big deal. It's not like Destiny where the freaking special edition ruins the, the whole thing. Worse than it already was. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this show ends. If everything, if everything that I think is going to happen happens the way I remember it happening because a lot of the things haven't and um i feel like i've gotten a new understanding i mean setsuna's still sick i still love him but all the other characters like i've grown well even setsuna himself i've grown more fond of as i've watched it this time around i hope that it doesn't end horribly i know it doesn't end too horribly because i've seen the ending a thousand times just from watching it on youtube but i just i hope the story it doesn't, yeah because right and i know we still have a movie uh, but i remember the movie and i remember it not 
well, it's not like crazy or anything like that. So, well, it is crazy, but um, I just hope that season two lives up to what we've seen so far because, you know, a lot of people don't like it and I don't know why and I still don't know why. So we'll see if, uh, see if it holds up. Yeah. You know, I'm also looking forward to uh, why Jose does not like Marina Ismail so much. Same. I want to know. And there's another character he doesn't like. It's probably one of the innovators besides ribbons. Live revival. Oh, how do we not talk about him? He's a fucking oh, beast. Dude. About him. We can talk about it next time, though. Uh, he does yeah. not do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. like, it burns so, down his head. Yeah. We can it cover everything about him head. next time. So. Yeah. I guess I'll save my double O riser. I mean, we talk for just, next time. We just saw dude, it. Grisil, there's so much I can The say only double O riser for the double O riser is the one in your pants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the only double O riser, the double O riser. Put out a shirt, everybody. Hey, I didn't even say anything. Okay, what are you looking forward to? Ranting, uh, ranting about, about her? Well? Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it because I've been, I've been. Yeah, you still so hate far, her yeah. as much so it, far. This this batch of episodes. Oh my wow. god. Um, wow. And uh, actually, yeah. Now, just uh, thinking about it. There is one character that I definitely hate more than her that, um, yeah, I just I'm looking forward to talking about because still, I mean, I've been hyping up Marina Ismail basically since like we watched Wing and yeah, even before that, even, yeah, before, no. even before Wing, I just don't. Un- I feel like really don't still, see how like, on there's par. Just, there's I don't know. I'll Marina. Uh, well, I no, want to hear it. It better be Marina You've been able to do them. something at this point. She was already the the head of a whole entire city with a military. Marina is literally the princess of nothing at this point. Zadistan is burnt down. Yeah, so I don't see how. Yeah, so Relina's worse, but I don't see how. I, <laughs> oh I don't. I don't. I. I. He. He. He's got to come with the goods next time. He's been hyping this up for a year now. He better come with the the goods. He better convince Garcelle and I that Marina oh, is, is the worst character, <laughs> the the worst female lead in, in all of Gundam. He better do that because right now I still hate Relina more than Marina is. But oh my, no. what I hey. I spoke about Relina in the past. I told you that she's chode, but we're all okay. by the end. Whether you agree with me or right. not, I'm gonna say my piece, and I'm absolutely if, if this ends the way that I remember then I'm gonna absolutely fucking tear Marina a smile a new one ah oh, <laughs> oh, no never mind I'm not gonna say anything about the movie speaking of which okay, I've well, never I've seen the movie. the movie so there's always hope for the movie or something the movie something. Oh, then she's no the, she's barely in the movie but the movie's gonna take you to a new the movie's gonna take you to a new level of just crazy but well we'll get to that when we get to that but yeah so you're, you're gonna preach the gospel of yes although I will say right now the something that I didn't get to say earlier while we started this. This is the first time that we do see her like uh, basically post time skip per se. Um, I will say she has a very beautiful character design. I like it. She has a uh, very very elegant look to her. This man. Um, and uh, she's very lovely, very lovely. <laughs> I just wish she was a better character. Um, I did kind of want to ask. So, do you guys remember the beginning of this series or this season two? Why did Exia's sword get destroyed by a beam saber? Okay, that- it's old. It's old 
world and now they have um they didn't have gn okay, weapons okay, last that's kind of what i was did. leaning on like it's old and maybe like the i just remember when you mentioned that they had like the gn particles like coming out of the weapons basically to basically increase their potency and those just thinking it was like oh well maybe it doesn't you know it's basically just kind of run out of that luster so maybe that's why it was weak and that's why it failed against the the beams the beam saber but yeah it was just i don't know i just wanted to hear your you guys thoughts on that real quick just because it's like eh, i need some reassurance but yeah cool yeah so yeah marina and another character um what am i looking forward to um honestly oh so next episode literally the next episode um as we know because it's the it's told at the end but the assault on memento mori that is my favorite episode in this whole series i will talk about next time why real quick uh, memento mori is the solar cannon yes i absolutely i freaking love that episode that's literally the episode that i watch over and over again that is the episode that i have watched um even this whole time that we've been doing this podcast sometimes i'll just go to that episode randomly to go watch it and i just love it so much and i'm looking forward to watching it and talking about it next time and just telling you why i love it so much um as for the ending i don't remember really liking the ending so see if my opinions change in any way but from what i remember i thought it was pretty mediocre um that's that's enough say slashing through to the future i don't your way it just keeps walking back. uh it could be an a turn a what the fuck whatever it wasn't even that bad what about no it's not worse than victory but i i never said it was particularly like bad bad i don't even i don't remember the ending being bad i just don't remember it being particularly good i thought it was pretty meh the first time i saw it so i just want to see if i feel the same oh there's this one joke in this batch of episodes that i actually really like it was uh it was during the moment of like right i forgot some of you were meeting her for the first time this is my wife hello i'm linda vashti whoa she's younger ought to be a law hey what does that mean let's put the joking aside for now why do you think this is a joke uh, first off, that guy sounds like freaking <laughs> freaking uh, Colonel Septum or General Septum. <laughs> no, he sounds like oh, He doesn't sound Get as bad. Maybe, Is that the same VA? Maybe. Is that the same VA? It sounds like it. He doesn't sound oh as bad, but God. he's still pretty <laughs> pretty funny sounding. Like, what is Dude, if that's the... If that's the same character, the, if that's the same voice actor, yeah, dude, that is the biggest improvement I've ever seen <laughs> uh, in my life. Funny moment. There ought to be a law. <laughs> uh, There's no, his English voice actor isn't even credited on the wiki. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it, though. I am sad, though, that the next batch of episodes will be the end of our double o adventure because i i really really like it it's awesome and nostalgia does not blind me like it's just the fact it's it's a good series what's actress peter new what is the character's name ian ian or uh septum ian yeah the voice actress peter new oh it's not the same dude septum no is all y'all such <laughs> no there's no way scott mcneil don't even sound like him uh, that's what it said maybe it's wrong i, I bet it's wrong it did not sound like him at did all. Wing have a video game? Scott McNeil sounds very similar, no matter what character he plays. Oh no! To date, Septum's English dub voice actor has never been identified, although its actual performance has become infamous <laughs> for sounding horribly strained. <laughs> There's no way. Never know. The they don't know. know. 
All right. Well, anyways, we have a lot to look forward to next time. Zanding, well, the pausing of one of my, my most beloved series of Gundam and has my favorite suit, my favorite main character. Um, and it's just overall, to me, it means a lot. So hopefully next time we're able to still maintain that and still great in our eyes. Um, I hope that nothing We get to get to see that, that bitch <laughs> Ribbons All Shark but, get his for slapping Wong Lupe. Yeah, we Wong Lupe deserved it. We get to see the ending. Uh that's actually not bad. I, I I don't remember it as being bad. And then we'll revisit uh, the Double O universe when we come back to the movie Awakening of a Trail in the future that are actually, I think, some of our um, more, we're more excited for them. And where, in, as in the past, we were mostly just <laughs> hoping for the best. <laughs> so that's what you drove through most of these series. But, um, well, we're familiar with everything at this point. Well, almost everything. Yeah. So we've got, see, we got some crazy stuff coming up. Um, animation's getting better at this point in time. Uh, or not better per se, but better. more advanced. Like, what do they call it? Bakugo or whatever. Crazy animation. Uh, and Good. I think that adds to the Gundam. Um, it Make some more super robot yeah so we'll see what happens see what happens but um until next time you can catch us at instagram um on instagram at zakutaku feel free to just message us or um tell jose to post pictures because to date he still hasn't but <laughs> we'll see if that changes um uh, we'll catch you guys in the finale of gundam double o something garso what a shit talk the old riser maybe who knows well,